0: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program.
1: This is The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, The Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck.
2: Hey, hey, happy new year, everyone. Uh, This is petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and I want to wishing you the best of a new year, a sweet new year from the Pet Buzz studios on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Like I said, we wish you and your pets a sweet new year. Uh, It's a little crazy time. I mean, usually we have so much hope around the new year, Dr. Fleck. And I just don't see that. I don't really feel like that is the case. What do you think?
3: Well, first of all, I'd like to share a happy new year to everybody also. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I would say it's been tough the last couple of years. This yeah. darn COVID thing is, has really changed us medically and changed us personally and our be- behavior. And professionally, was kind of interesting this year. Um, I really, really enjoy our show, The Pet Buzz, and I really, really enjoy... With both the knowledge that we have and what appears to be our ability to identify with with the pet parents real well, to be able to even have more of an opportunity to share our information and educate.
2: Yeah, same thing with you. I mean, I want us to have a better show this year to be able to touch more people and their lives, grow the show. And, you know, be able to share our information and, and our individual stories, because I think that's what makes this show good. So today, let's. I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about on the show today. So we're going to talk about some New Year's resolutions okay. uh, for pets, and that includes finance, like I talked about. We're going to talk about some cold weather tips because a lot of people... It's cold all across the country, but we've also seen a bunch of people who are stranded. So specifically, I want to hone in on that. And then we have a great guest, Dr. Robert Zemmel. He's the creator of a program called Slim Pause, which we're going to talk about that with him. And that's going to be a great interview. Weight loss. Weight loss. Weight loss is one of the top resolutions for the new year. And uh, let's get started with the show. You know, People always make these New Year's resolutions and they have to do with, like you said, health, exercise, you know, wellness and personal finance. And I think those can apply to your pets too, right?
3: Well, what what would you recommend when we talk about resolutions for our pets?
2: Based on how we are living today, everybody everywhere is concerned about money. And, and that also can apply to our pets and pets, as you know, can be expensive. So I think one of the great things to do is to have your own pet budget and how you get started is you're going to break it all down. You're going to think about your food cost, your grooming cost, your dog walking, maybe your boarding cost If you take a vacation, you're going to break all of that down. So for example, and even litter cost if you have a cat, because that's something that you're constantly buying. Those are your mainstays. So if you figure in one month, I use one bag of dog food, depending on it, what it is, or start with a fresh bag of dog food and figure out how long it takes you. If you feed the serving size on the back of your bag, how long it'll take you to go through that bag. And then whether it's once a month, or whether you use 10 bags a year, figure that out. Once you have all those costs down, then you can start looking for ways to save money. So what I mean by that is, so let's say, let's start with food. So if you know you're gonna use X brand of food, why don't you write to the manufacturer and ask for coupons? And most manufacturers will send you coupons if you write to them. The other thing is, for example, some of the um, veterinary food that you sell at your Mm -hmm. practice, And every vet practice, there's always a list um, that tells you about the various foods that the individual foods that you use. And if you actually take the flyer home with you and you can sign up and they will send you coupons in the mail. The other thing is store circulars always work. Buying in bulk is also helpful. You don't want to buy too much in bulk because you want to make sure that this food stays fresh but these are all strategies. For example, with dog walker, maybe you can say to your dog walker, what if I pay you three months up front? Will you give me a 10% discount? Don't be afraid to ask if you have multiple pets for a discount. Um, It's kind of hard with veterinary care, but um, maybe you know, you can talk to your veterinarian. Some veterinarians like you aren't necessarily raising their prices because they realize, but you also have to take in consideration prices for individual medicine and supplies that your vet has go up. But there are ways that you can save money, but you also have to recognize that you need to have veterinary care. You need to have that relationship with your pet. So that's one of those fixed expenses that you really have to spend money for. So by taking the time to examine what you're spending money for. Ask yourself, for example, do you, does your dog need a new bed? Does he need a new sweater? I mean, I don't buy fancy sweaters. I, to be honest with you, a lot of times I'll go to Walmart or, you know, or TJ Maxx or Marshalls or Home Goods, and I'll buy a sweater there. I never buy a wool sweater. I always buy something that's acrylic because I want to be able to wash it, not necessarily have to send it to the dry cleaner. With beds, if they get a hole. I sew it up. I don't need a new bed. So do you need new leashes and collars? No. Why don't you wash them on a more regular basis so they look fresh? If you do need to buy one, make sure you buy a good one that's long lasting, that has um really solid and metal accoutrements. So that's one. So that's that's really how you handle your finances. Because once you have that budget, like I said, you can look for ways to save money. For example, another another thing people are doing, and they've been doing it for a while now, instead of boarding your pet, maybe what you want to do is take a pet friendly vacation, take your pet with you, then you can save the three or $400 that you would board your pet for a week. So and there's plenty of, you know, rental properties, if you want to go somewhere, if you want to go hiking, there's lots of other things. For example, organize a training class, a dog training class with a dog trainer, have the dog trainer come to you, you can Dog train in your backyard, or you can dog train in your house. It's harder in the winter months to have that exercise, so maybe you need some more soft toys to play with. So these are all ways that you can save money. I mean, there are lots of different outlets. Whether you and look for sales, ask your uh, local pet store representative. Hey, is my pet food rep coming into the store to do samplings? These are all ways that you can save money. But a budget definitely helps you, and it gives you an idea how much money. That you're going to spend. You know, another thing is, and we know this because we have we've had Ernie Ward on the show and we've talked about the Association for Pet Prevention and Obesity Prevention. Prevention. So many pets are overweight. I mean, we know that. So you might have to take a good look at your pet and determine if it's overweight, because if your pet's overweight, he is subject to a lot of health conditions. Correct. Absolutely. Which will then just like people. Right. Just like people, which will cost you more. So that's really important. The other thing that you also want to think about for New Year's pet resolutions is better ways that you can not only bond with your pet, but he can get that exercise that he needs. So, you know what? It's nice to go out in the yard, but he's doing that 365. You know, take him for more walks. They'll be good for you. He can see other pets. He can enjoy wildlife. I mean, maybe you don't want to go to the dog park, but go to the park and have him walk around. Go have a play date, walk with a friend, you know. I always have lots of different toys. I like to rotate them. So they always seem fresh for the dog. Don't leave the same three toys down all the time. Take them out, add some new ones. Um, and the other thing that you can also do is the toys and the beds and the objects that you don't use, consider either donating them to a local charity or local humane society or a local shelter, or maybe drop them off at the Goodwill or the Salvation Army. So somebody else can buy those toys and crates at a discount because there are opportunities to buy great products for less. You just have to go out and look. And I think this year, especially more people are going to be concerned with personal finance, as well as how that relates to your day-to-day life and your day-to-day enjoyment. And I think that's really really, really important.
3: All wonderful suggestions. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much.
3: Great suggestions.
2: Yeah. So um, I just did a TV show in Phoenix. Uh, I'm going to put that up so everyone can see that. Some of the things I talked about with you right now, Mm -hmm. I talk about on that show and a few others coming up this month, just about great pet New Year's resolutions. So once again, we wish everybody a sweet new year and we're going to be back with Dr. Robert Zimmel, talking about why American pets are so overweight and what are some solution oriented ideas to get your pet slimmed down and healthier. Can't wait to listen to him. I can't wait to listen to him either.
1: Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight, but Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A-Pet.com. TevraPet and Slim Paws, proud supporters of the Pet Buzz.
3: Hi, Dr. Michael Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz+. Plus. You've just learned your pet has been diagnosed with cancer, a malignant mast cell tumor, which is as deadly as melanoma in people. Fear, panic, and extreme anxiety enters our life. Because until now, treatment has been limited to surgical removal of the tumor, followed by radiation and chemotherapy. But a brand new treatment has just been authorized by the FDA, which is simply an injection of Stelfonta directly into the tumor. Studies have shown Stelfanta to be 75% effective. This is truly a game changer for your pet. Treating the cancer without surgery, anesthesia, with minimal recovery, and it's affordable. We posted more about Stelfanta, the life-saving affordable cancer treatment, on the petbuzz.com. For PetBuzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Flock.
2: Excited to talk about news stories. And, you know, I have noticed we've seen this pattern of behavior, Dr. Fleck, the last few years. Um, (laughs) I think I first noticed it about uh, maybe three or four years ago when they had big snowstorms in Louisville, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. and people have been trapped on highways, stranded on highways anywhere from five to 12 to 14 hours. Or longer. I can't imagine being in my car trapped in a highway. I can't either. I know. But then again, if you think about your dog Mm -hmm. with your dog in the car, eventually you're going to have to run out of gas. I would think you're going to have to turn the car off at some point. I mean, how do you how do you manage that? I mean, I think, you know, we know, you know, we always see we always know every winter we talk about cold weather tips, things like making sure you're not walking on letting your dog off by any body of water, you know, making sure your dog has a coat he stays warm and things along those lines, but we need to talk about. So this
3: why t- would you talk about preparing for something like that?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is, and I, and I've done this because I've been stuck on the side of the road with my dog before, not necessarily in a snowbound situation. So I have always had the following items in my car. So the first thing you want to definitely do is have HTO. You want to make sure you have a few bottles of water. I actually carry six bottles of water in my car. And I mean, I can, of course, drink out of the bottles, but it's always a good idea to have some food and water bowls. I have the soft bowls. They fit in my car. I have a little um, box in there where I have some dog supplies um, the other thing is, imagine being stuck and it's getting cold, and you can't turn the heat on. You're worried about the gas. It's always a great idea to have a blanket, right? Because a lot of times we pick our dogs up, we throw them in the car. Maybe we're gonna go run down the highway or run an errand, and we might not put put the dog's coat on. So it's and even if your dog has a coat without any heat, it's still gonna be cold. So a blanket's always a good thing to have in your car, right? And the great thing is, it's multi-purpose because a Blanket can also serve as a stretcher if you have to transport your pet and he's, you know, an extra leash and collar is always a good thing. And you said something about what do you always need to have in your car for your dog? Poop bags. Yes. Yeah. I mean, poop bags. If you're stuck
3: by the highway and you have to let your your pet out to relieve himself, yeah. Pick it up. You don't want to leave it there.
2: You don't want to leave it there. But if you're stuck in a snowstorm, what are you going to do with (laughs) the bag of poop?
3: You can put it in the trunk.
2: Most people aren't even going to think about that. They're just going to leave them by the side of the road and hope the main. Most people, people
3: probably do, right. but and it would also, be better. Right,
2: it's right. The other thing it's really good to have is to have some food and snacks in your car. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you have to have a whole eight pound bag of food, but it's always a good idea to have like a twenty four hours. Yeah, you have like at least a meal or something like that. You could package it, or you can see if you have a. a a uh, food wrap that comes to the store get some of those packets of food or even package up some kibble stick it in a plastic bag i have an extra cooler in my car so i usually keep that kind of stuff in the car anyway i do that cuz when i go to the supermarket if i get ice cream or something that you know or fish or something that i know or meat i could shove in that cooler in the car so i always have some extra dog food dry food and i even keep one can of wet food in my car Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really important. Uh, You should have a first aid kit in your car anyway. Well, I was just going to
3: say we could call this a first aid extreme weather kit for your pet.
2: And that's really true in the summertime, too, because in the summertime, I mean, we live, you know, in the South, we live in Florida, so we're not experiencing the same conditions that they are in Illinois or Louisville or other places in the mountains. But it's also important to have these things in your car so that you're always prepared. The other thing, a lot of people and my friends don't even have. They don't even have a first aid kit in their car. I always have a first aid kit in my car. I have um, the uh, the sorters on the back that hang over um, the seats, so there's always paper towels in there. There's always some you know clean some cleaner. Uh, with the first aid kit, you're always going to have some alcohol. And those things are always really, really important. But so many people are getting stranded. It's like almost unbelievable. I and mean, sure mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, five hours, 12 hours. I mean, it just seems like it, it continues. And with those cold, with that cold weather, that freezing weather, you can be sick, too. So it's always a good idea. I really to have two blankets, one for you and one for your pet.
3: When we lived in the northern part of the United States, we both lived there in our earlier times of life. And I can recall living in Michigan that if I were to go on the road, and of course you're looking at the, the weather predictions, but you can get on I 131 or or 75 mm-hmm. and and boom. I mean, you could have a snowstorm that just paralyzes you within an hour. Sure. So you should always, particularly in the north during this time of the year during the wintertime, be prepared.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I even keep some soft toys in my car so the pet can, you know, even though he's in the back seat, he gets you know, he has a toy to play with. I even started putting a puzzle toy in the car and just a small one. So one that if he's sitting on the back seat or he or she's sitting on the back seat, they can play and 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 move the box. So they're at least they're stationary but they can have something to do because, you know, sitting in a car for 10 or 12 hours, of course your dog sleep. What is it? 12 hours a day or something. Your dog sleeps most of the day, 18, anywhere from what is it? 12 to 18 hours a day, depending on the dog, but you want to have some activity, something that can keep them. And also, you know, the other thing that, I mean, I don't keep it, but I have friends who keep, um, Those hot pots in their car, you know, Mm. like a kettle in their car. Mm -hmm. So a lot of friends of mine, you know, who work or are traveling on the road, they keep so they can plug it in the cigarette lighter. But I mean, you and you can even have a a can of soup that you can, Mm because you know you have like some vegetable soup or something like that that you can give to your dog. And that's actually, if you can put it in one of those things, you can warm it up, and then you can have half the can and the pet can have absolutely. And that's not taking up a lot of space in your trunk. I mean, like I said, if you have a cooler, great. Or you could stick a box in your car with some extra supplies. I mean, it's always good just to be prepared. And we're seeing more and more of this, these people getting stranded on the highway. So if you're living in one of those states, if you're living in one of those towns where people are going to get stranded on the highway, you need to be prepared. If you're one of those people who are constantly taking your pet with you, you need to have these supplies in the back of your car.
3: At least minimal supplies. You need it.
2: Yeah. And it kind of goes along now with this whole being prepared. You know, one of the things I've noticed since COVID is we are still living like we lived two years ago and we have to have supplies. I mean, things are going up. I mean, you used to laugh at me all the time when I wanted a freezer or I bought extra paper towels. Now, when I show up at your house at 630 after a Walmart run, you're more than happy to have those paper towels, right? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know there are shortages uh, from what i understand paper products are going to go up again and also it it helps you i mean i hate to say this but having two parents who grew up during the war we always had a stocked pantry it's always a good idea to have canned food but you know having those supplies especially as prices go up and as limited supplies i mean they're not you know limiting dog food but you know in some cases some brands are not as readily available as they used to because of the contents, the ingredients in those in those bags. So if they're limiting paper products, they might eventually you're going to have a harder time with packaging for dog food. We know with soda we've already had problems with the tin cans, right? So what is canned dog food made out of? Tin cans. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that we have to take in consideration. I think one of the things that eventually will, and I think we're just going to see more of this this year, is we're going to see more consumers being more aware, not only of how they spend money, but what they're spending money on and understanding what's going on in the bigger picture when it comes to manufacturing. And that not only applies to our, our daily lives, but our lives with our pets.
3: Absolutely. Supply chain
2: supply chain economics all started from a conversation about cold weather of getting stranded. You are listening to the pet buzz with pet trendologist, Charlotte Reed and veterinarian, Dr. Michael Fleck.
1: You're likely listening to this at home in your car or somewhere warm. How would you feel if you were left in the bitter cold all night long chained up? Please take your dogs inside. Your
3: dog is not going to be smarter or tougher because you made him suffer. Your dog is your partner. Treat him like a partner. If you're not respecting your animals, you're not respecting yourself. Do not leave your animal out in the cold.
1: Please visit PETA to learn more. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz. Enhancing the bond between pets and their people.
2: Did you hear about uh, this? Uh, what the Pope said recently about children and pets? Did you hear that? I, th- I
3: think it's... Been more than recently. I think it was a couple months ago, at least that's the conversation started. But yes, I was aware of what the Pope had indicated. It was
2: about two years ago. And then he said the same (laughs) thing. He basically, from what I understand, he basically said it was selfish Mm -hmm. that couples aren't having children and they're treating their animals like children. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can understand from a religious point of view, in the sense where they always say, be fruitful procreate, have lots of children. but I mean we live in different times. you know, a hundred years ago and even longer people had lots of children because a there was no birth control. and I'm not making a political statement about that. but also if you most people lived off the land, they were rural, they needed help, so they had children who eventually worked the land with them or worked in the business that they had. Mm-hmm. You know, now I think just in the last two years, I hear more and more younger people, thinking they may not want kids or couples who may not want kids just because we, we live in an uncertain world. And a lot of people don't necessarily want to bring kids into an uncertain world. I mean, just look at the school system, for example, in Chicago, the schools are closed again. We've had online distance learning. They say a lot of the kids are behind in the last two years from the educational system. Um, colleges are more expensive. We see the price of that going up. And I'm not saying don't have kids. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying these are observations that we see. The other thing is a lot of people are getting married later in life, right? Mm -hmm. So they're getting married in their 40s, sometimes 50s. And at at that point, it's not as easy to have kids.
3: Mm -hmm. Medically, you're absolutely right.
2: So, I mean, I think we have to be aware of our surroundings to make those determinations.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the Pope can, can indicate what he wants to indicate. And I think that he has some value in what he's saying, that there probably is some selfishness to it. And the selfishness comes probably not because they don't want to have children. They may not want to have children now. They may want to have children later. And so that's just the changing times that have come along. And
2: uh, I mean, your kids are the joy. I mean, you know, I've known you for a really long time and your kids are the joy of your life. They're one of the joys of your life. Absolutely. Kids, football.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's the two things.
2: Yeah. Two things that you really enjoy. And I mean, you know, just different experiences over the years that you've told me about kids. I mean, I unfortunately wasn't fortunate to have kids uh, and there are other women like me who who were not in a situation where they maybe they decided they didn't want to have kids without being married, or maybe they ended up, they were single and they wanted to adopt children. I mean, there are lots of different options. I think it's, uh, or maybe, you know, you're not capable. I mean, one of my best friends wasn't capable of having children. Some people just- That's why she wasn't- She wasn't capable. capable, But then I also have other friends who- don't have an inclination. They don't want children. And that's a personal choice. And I think you can't knock people for that.
3: I agree with you,
2: you know, and, but then again, when you think about it, pets offer amazing health benefits. We know that they reduce your blood pressure.
3: Yep. Cardiovascular.
2: Cardiovascular benefits. We know that if you pet an animal, you pet a dog or a cat or another animal, your levels of serotonin, Dopamine, they just take over your body. They give you a happier feeling.
3: Psychologically, you're more normal. Right.
2: People who have pets know their neighbors. I got to tell you, everybody knew me when I moved into my neighborhood about a year and a half ago because I walked my dogs every day. Makes us a
3: greater gregarious right. society. And
2: everyone said, wow, yep. they were amazed that I could walk four dogs at one time. And sometimes five dogs when Hannah was still alive. So, I mean, you get to know your neighbors. Um, seniors who have pets are a little bit more mobile, obviously, from walking their dog, from getting outside. It makes you more social. I mean, so there are benefits to having, having pets. There are great health benefits. I mean, and also look at the example of St. Francis. Right? Yes. St. Yes. Francis used to preach to the animals and he was surrounded by light. So I think you kind of have to balance it out. There are a lot of people who have made it a, a mission and a goal. There are a lot of articles that are coming out now about the statement of the Pope. Um, they, they've had dog trainers who, even though they weren't necessarily married men and female who have taken in rescue animals. And that's a, and that's a good thing. I think taking in pets is an example of St. Francis people who rescue animals. We just live in different times. Well, so I understand what the Pope is saying. I do too. You know,
3: but you know what? Some people probably shouldn't have children.
2: And that's a good point, too. I mean, we see when you especially in our state, I mean, and I've looked up when you go on some of the adoption websites, there are kids that came out of really bad situations.
3: They certainly have.
2: They certainly have. And some of them are able to recover. I mean, we know one of my good friends here, she adopted two kids and gave them a whole different type of life. And at one point while she was trying to get those children, right. And she has dogs. Yep. Um, And at one point while she was trying to get those children, uh, one of the grandparents stepped in who lived in another state who said she wanted them when they did a health inspection, they said she had to upgrade her house to have some basic things. And she was not able to upgrade her house for a year. Now, my friend hasn't limited those children from seeing the grandparents. She ended up adopting them mm-hmm. and they have a, a really good life financially. Her and her husband are very well off. Uh, and the kids are also exposed to dogs. So, I mean, cause she had two dogs in some cases she had three dogs, but yeah, not everyone can a afford children today. I mean, we look at people who are, who are working at various, um, you know, national retailers. Um, and You know, maybe they can't work that specific time that retailer wants. They're going to be reduced to part-time. How are they going to afford a child? Some people are working three and four jobs just to afford to have children, right? So maybe what they can muster is the joy of having and caring for a pet. I mean, I know in my heart of hearts, I love my pets, but my pets are not children. I know that. They wear coats and and sweaters. I'm not dressing them up like children. I think you know, for some people, it's a little daunting that right now they're probably, especially in this country, they're almost they're more pets than there are children. But that's a choice that we make. It's a sign of the times. I'm not saying people will never go back to having as many kids as they used to, but we live in a different world.
3: We do, and 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 don't forget, if somebody chooses not to have children and they don't want children and somehow or other, they end up having children. Is that going to be in the children's best interest? Are they going to be able to provide all that love and care and meaningness to that, that relationship between mom, dad, and, and, and child or not. So if somebody really feels as though that that's not in the cards for them, They probably shouldn't have them. But at the same time, how many times have we had children, myself included? You know, we had children, didn't even think about it. And it just grew normally. Right. We didn't hate not to have children. We just didn't think about it. Well,
2: Also, at a time when you were growing up and you had your kids, I mean, it was frowned upon to not have children and not be married. And now we have a lot of teenage pregnancies and single parents, right? Single parents. But in those cases, who ends up raising a lot of those kids? Grandma and grandpa. I have some neighbors. Their son is a drug addict. And the kids were taken away and they live with the grandma and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa have a dog. They love the dog dearly. But now guess what? Grandpa has a job. He works at a local company here. But guess what he had to do? He now has another job where he works four nights a week because having two young children one is five and one is 10. So he's taken another job so he can help support his grandchildren who sure. are now in his, him and his wife's custody. And you know what I love about those kids? Those kids are one of my daily joys. <laughs> and why? Because they're out in the street playing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're out in the street playing with their dog and the other kids in the neighborhood.
3: You mean they don't have that computer playing games No. Oh, good. No,
2: they're outside. They're riding bikes outside every day. The oldest girl, she was out there one day singing in uh, Korean. One of her. She likes this one Korean band, the boy band that all the young girls like. And the dog was out there right alongside them, Like when I was growing up, their kids were out in the street. They weren't home in a room. The one thing that I, I've realized, especially when it came to people, and it's something that I I've kind of feel that I've, and you know, my dogs, everyone always laughs because they, they always say to me, oh, well, you know, we love how you manage to walk down the street for four dogs. And that makes people happy seeing that, you know, the dogs, me talking to dogs walking around the neighborhood. But it also makes people happy when I say thank you or when I say, how are you doing today? If I notice something is wrong with somebody that I see. So, I mean, we can't live with just dogs alone.
3: No, I agree with you. And and I think all of us as veterinarians have the experience of dealing with pet parents that have adopted that pet as a human Mm -hmm. substitute. And that really doesn't work. They're a big part of our life, but they're not a substitute for a
1: human.
2: No, they're not.
1: Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Pet Buzz Plus.
2: Every year, weight loss is a top New Year's resolution. Don't you agree, Dr. Fleck?
3: Every year we say we're going to do it.
2: Yeah. And with over 50 million dogs that are either considered overweight or obese, that's according to the Association of Weight Loss Prevention. Shouldn't the New Year's resolution also apply to pets, too?
3: Absolutely.
2: Well, our next guest is going to tell us how we can reduce some of the weight on our dogs.
3: And joining us today to tell us just that information is Dr. Michael Zemel. Dr. Zemel is the Chief Scientific Officer at NewCert Biopharma. Previously, Dr. Zemel served on the Faculty of Nutrition and Endocrinology at Wayne State University and as Research Endocrinologist at the VA Medical Center. He has worked as Professor of Nutrition and Medicine and director of the Nutrition Institute at the University of Tennessee. He holds a number of patents, and his academic research has been supported by the Centers for Disease Control, USDA, NIH, and the American Heart Association, and other public and private sector sponsors. Additionally, Dr. Zemmel is the author of over 200 peer reviewed publications, primarily describing his research into the regulation of fat cell metabolism and application of this research in the prevention and treatment of diabetes, obesity, and metabolic disease. So Dr. Zemmel, we are pleased to welcome you to the Pet Buzz today.
2: Well,
0: thank you, Dr. Fleck. I'm delighted to be here.
2: So Dr. Zemmel, why are American pets so fat? They're so overweight (laughs) and so obese. What's that all about? Are we loving them to death?
0: exactly they're fat because we're fat and for the same reasons because (laughs) they because they don't have to do much to get their food and they have a lot of it
3: yeah i think that's very appropriate because we are too Hmm.
2: especially down here in new york you know i told you when i moved down here in new york all the pets were pretty i mean not all of them but a good portion of the pets you would see on the street were you know yeah down here but in new york you have to walk your dog
3: right down here, we stick them out in the backyard. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so, you
3: know, if we have a doubt about our dog's weight, if, if we really think our dog may not be too fat. Or how too can, thin. <laughs> or too thin. No, we know it's not too okay. thin. How can we tell if they're overweight? Is there really just a simple eye test?
0: Well, actually, there is actually, if you go to a vet's office, you'll see a a chart on the wall with different shapes and they call it body condition score. But you can do it yourself just by eyeballing your dog and seeing if they um, have almost an hourglass shape, not a full hourglass, a half hourglass. (laughs) You know, does does their skin conform to what their body ought to or is it more boxy?
3: You know, that's really interesting because I have that chart of my office and if I try to point it out to the pet parents, they just say, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there, there, nobody, there has to be a motivation. Yes. No, yeah.
2: Nobody wants to admit they're fat or their dog's fat.
3: Well, the other thing is, if we tell them that their dog is fat, they start thinking about themselves. And are we telling them that they're fat, too? Sometimes that's a problem.
0: Well, and that that is a problem. But the good news is the things that will help your pet will help you, too. Go on a walk with your dog.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm just curious. So humans that are overweight or obese can develop a whole bunch of a long list of specific medical conditions like diabetes and joint problems, as well as a few other things. Is that true of dogs too? And what maladies can overweight or obese dogs suffer from?
0: Absolutely. Obesity or overweight is not a cosmetic problem. It's a medical problem. And we don't care about it because of appearance. We care about it in the case of dogs because it can cause or exacerbate diabetes. It can especially cause joint problems. When you put more weight on those joints, it's just harder and the dogs will become arthritic earlier and it will be more painful for them to get up and engage in those nice walks that we hope you'll do with your dog uh it also can cause some heart problems just
3: like with us wow perfect
2: just exactly like you know it's funny because you know you have that one client you know the german couple that you have that has that like morbidly obese (laughs) beagle is he still around yes Oh. we I can't believe it. this dog is so. It's a beagle. It's probably this fat. Yeah, he was. But they're fat too.
3: He waddles in.
2: Yeah, he waddles in. Mm-hmm. He waddles in with mm-hmm. both of them.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just have to say you can't. You <laughs> cannot blame a beagle owner. There is something in the genes of beagles that I mean, my goodness, they just gain weight just by looking at food. They're full. They're
2: full. <laughs> well, it, it, you know. So okay. So that's good to know. So obviously, some characteristics can be. Breed characteristics about why pets get fat. Some genetic. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of Labradors blow up too, mm-hmm. right? They,
3: they do.
0: But in both cases, while there's a genetic propensity, that doesn't mean it has to happen. If we give them the right diet and the right level of activity, they will be healthier, longer, and live a longer life and be your dog longer.
3: Exactly. It's just like people think that if you spay your dog, if you remove the uterus and the ovary, they're going to get fat. And that's not necessarily true at all. It's again, just like you say, it depends on us as the pet parent, how we care for them nutritionally, correct?
0: That is exactly right. And you're doing your dog a favor and your dog can receive love in ways other than food.
3: All right, Dr. Zemo, you're the expert here. How can we help our dogs lose weight? So we can help our dogs lose weight
0: mostly by giving them the right amount of high quality food and making sure that they get activity. They are not meant to lay around the house. They're not meant to be let out in the backyard to relieve themselves and come running back in. They're meant to run and play, take them to the dog park, take them on a walk, enjoy a walk with them, take them on a longer walk.
2: You know, I'm curious. I know a lot of people do this. They take a scoop or they stick their hand in the bag. Should pet owners be following the guidelines on the dog food bags and serving what is supposed to the, be appropriate? the exact measurements, right? The serving size or the serving portion
0: for most dogs. The answer is yes. Obviously, if your dog is extremely hungry and you see that your dog is losing weight, then you make an appropriate adjustment, just like you would do for yourself. But that is an excellent starting point, and there are some dogs that do well with free feeding. They are in the minority, just like humans who can't free who can free feed are in the minority. <laughs>
2: hmm. You know, it's funny that you say that because I see so many more dog owners here. I mean, two of my closest friends free feed their dogs. Not only do they free feed <laughs> the dogs, but in both cases, eat the same food out of the same bowl, and I. And that just is weird to me.
0: You can do this with some dogs. I have a border collie. He is now 15 years old. I've always free fed him. He is not overweight now, nor has he ever been. But when I had a Labrador at the same time, I had to separate them and give them separate food because the Labrador would eat until he blew up.
3: <laughs> See? Well, so- am I giving am I giving my, my clients bad, ad- bad advice? The, the pet parents have... If the dog wants to keep eating more, their pet, um, and I, I tell them not necessarily to feed more food if they're at a good weight, but maybe go with some green beans and, and vegetables and things like that?
0: You know, if they're at a good weight, they simply don't need to eat more. If you want to try giving the dog green beans, that's fine. But dogs didn't evolve to eat green beans. Uh, it won't hurt them. But they didn't evolve to eat green beans uh you think they want to eat more get them outside get them active then they'll earn those extra calories
2: doc and i have a lot more questions for you dr zemmel so if you can stick around for another segment i really want to get into it now because this is really (laughs) exciting because dogs don't eat green beans are you can you stick around dr zemmel absolutely okay
1: Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight, but Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. Online at TevraPet.com, that's T-E-V-R-A-Pet.com. Tevra Pet and Slim Paws, proud supporters of the Pet Buzz.
2: I'm Pet Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Maro, Wally, Hammy and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID-19 shot and the boosters.
3: When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. wwwepi EpiPet
1: is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz.
2: Okay, welcome back. We're back with Dr. Michael Zemmel, the Chief Scientific Officer at New NewCert Biopharma and the creator of Slim Paws, a fat fighter program for dogs. We're talking about helping pets, especially dogs, lose weight to maintain better health and longevity. So, okay, we talk about diet and exercise. What other alternatives are available to pets and their owners to promote weight loss?
0: Well, there aren't really any drugs currently approved that will that will promote weight loss in dogs. But there is a supplement, uh, one that I've worked on is called Slim Paws, and it is really quite effective in promoting weight loss. Uh, it helps dogs burn more fat uh, in their muscle and store less fat where you don't want it.
2: Sounds good to me. I got to take that. I was just say.
0: <laughs> a little bit
3: of that.
2: I know, especially now. When, you know, we're all sitting around with our dogs watching TV because of the virus and its variants.
3: Is it expensive?
0: Uh, It is not expensive. Uh, I'm not involved in pricing, but it is roughly the price of a high quality
3: dog treat. I just tested it. It's not bad. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All veterinarians do that. And pet trendologists do too. See, it's not bad. No. No. Could mix you it in some- with your salad. But you got
2: something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so we tasted it, not so bad. So how does it work?
0: So it has a couple of ingredients in it. And those what those ingredients, which are naturally occurring, okay. and what those ingredients do is activate a system, a natural system in the body that is involved in utilizing fat in skeletal muscle, burning fat in muscle. And so it's encouraging the burning of fat and it actually inhibits the storage of fat. So the net effect is it's essentially moving fat from storage where you don't want it to burning where it can do some good, which is to support healthy muscle. Makes total sense.
2: Yeah. For you guys, because you guys are scientists. Yes. (laughs) Okay. No, but I get it. So the fat's moving around. And to hopefully dissolving it as it moves around. Okay, right? but everybody- It's
0: not dissolving. It's being used. It's, okay, being, it's used being used by the muscle. Okay. It's being
2: burned. Okay. Yeah. It's being burned. Okay. Got that. Okay. So
3: so I'm sure that these pet parents that are listening are say, sounds like a great product, but is it safe?
0: And the answer is yes, absolutely. This is not a product that affects the dog's appetite and works on the central nervous system or the brain. This works on metabolism. It utilizes ingredients that actually a dog would eat anyway, a particular vitamin and a particular amino acid, which is a component of protein, but they're put together at specific levels and a specific ratio to achieve these effects.
3: So what if you got all those tablets up up on the counter and Josie goes up and opens them up and eats a bunch of them? Is that going to be a problem?
0: Well, it's going to be a problem that you won't have more to give them the next day. That's uh, it. It's going to be extra calories. And the point is, we don't, it's a nice treat. The dog likes it.
2: Well, you're talking about those careless pet owners. Yes. You know, the ones who give Cheez-Its during the football games and leave the tops yeah. off the thing.
3: Yeah. You know, sounds like somebody yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. you, you know
2: what? I'm curious in terms of safety. Were there clinical trials, protocols? Oh, yes.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, the individual ingredients have been run through many safety trials in small animals, dogs, and humans. And the data that shows that this product works was run uh, at an independent clinical trial at the University of Tennessee uh, and showed that it was as effective at losing weight, causing weight and fat loss as calorie restriction was.
2: Oh, wow. What else do pet owners need to do to have their pet, you know, be most effective?
0: So, to be most effective, you want to make sure you don't overfeed your dog. Okay. Give give them the product twice a day and increase the dog's physical activity. Again, don't just let them out in the backyard. Take them for a walk. Take them uh, if you have a dog park nearby. Uh, even if you can't get there every day, working people can't get to a dog park every day. I get it. But a couple of times a week, get into the dog park where they can run and play with other dogs. They'll burn off some real calories that yeah. way.
3: OK, so, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking my clients are listening to this report and all these pet owners are out there listening and they're going to say, OK, I'm going to follow this program. How much weight can I expect my pet to lose?
0: Oh, quite a bit. It depends on how overweight they are and what size your pet is. Let's go back to beagles. If we're talking about where a dog the size Mm -hmm. of a beagle uh, that maybe is 10 or even 15 pounds overweight, which is a lot for a dog the size of a beagle, uh, you could lose that 10 or 15 pounds easily.
2: Once you lose the weight, now I I thought it was about 20%. If you follow the program for like a few weeks, I thought it was about 20% of their body weight they could lose.
0: So we certainly showed that you can lose 20% of your body weight if you are fat enough to warrant losing 20% of of (laughs) your body weight. This is the beauty of this, um, which is it blocks the storage of excess fat If you don't have much excess fat, it's not going to make your lean mass go away. You're not going to lose muscle. In fact, you're going to gain a little bit of muscle.
2: Okay. So that's good to know. So you got that?
3: Yeah. It's just like going to the gym. If we work out, we get more muscle. We actually could weigh more than what we do when we look blimpy. Exactly. (laughs) Okay.
2: Once the dog loses weight, how can I maintain that weight loss? Should I keep giving the supplements?
0: So- I recommend that you continue to give the supplement. This is akin to a human being on a weight loss drug. What happens when they achieve their weight loss? Well, we know that when you remove the drug, weight often rebounds. Now, there are some people for whom it does not rebound. Uh, But for most people and most pets, the weight will rebound unless you keep doing what you're doing.
2: Okay, so that's good to know.
3: Yeah, it's really good to know. So lastly, Doc, talk to us about the Slim Paws 90-Day Challenge. Okay, so the
0: 90-Day Challenge is simply a way of getting people to understand you're not going to see magic happen in five days. Uh, You're not going to see it for yourself. You're not going to see it for your dog. So you want to give this 90 days to work. And in order to encourage that, the Slim Paws folks have packaged up a ninety-day supply at a discounted price,
2: and you know, in a way, that's good because you have your New Year's resolution to lose weight, or your pet lose weight. That gives you that gives you ninety days, right along with stick us, with, to stick with it. Yeah, you know, because usually by now, most people they've already eaten pints of ice cream after that. You know, first two days of making their resolution and
3: speak for yourself.
0: Yeah, you know, wow. and wait. Weight can fluctuate a little bit when you're on a weight loss journey, especially if you're doing things that are healthy, like exercise, you may build a little muscle mass, lose a little fat sure. over time, the weight will drop. But if you're looking for results in the first week, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, if all you're doing is, is standing on the scale, that's true for anything you do, whether it's diet or physical activity or a combination or something like slim pause.
2: Okay. Well, you know, cats are fat too. Just like they're just like American.
0: Maybe even more so. So
2: is there going to be a slim pause for cats too coming out soon?
0: So the answer is, we hope so. That is uh, on the block. We're working on it, but we have to make sure that it works in cats. Sure, We will not market something that we have not shown in clinical trial to work.
2: Of course. So that way it continues to be safe. Another safe product.
3: Yeah. And also in cats, you know how persnickety they are about what they eat too. Boy, that's that's a real challenge.
2: That's true. That's
3: a real challenge. Yeah, I'm not doing the
0: taste testing.
3: <laughs> Dr. Zemmel, hey, what a great piece and observation and, and important information for all the pet parents out there with their non-skinny dogs. So we really appreciate your coming today and speaking to us and sharing that with the pet. What about a website? Do you have one? Oh, sure. Uh, s- simply slimpaws.com. Uh,
0: S-L-I-M-P-A-W-S dot com.
2: Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. show goes by so quickly. It does. Is it over? Yeah. Can we talk about more? No, we can't. But anyway, next week, we're going to have, we've had her on once before, and I I, I had her come back. I'm having her come back next week. Elise Weimer, the dog trainer. Oh. She's going to talk about why training your dog is a financial benefit. Ah. So I thought that was going to be, re- I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. So we'll have her talk about okay. that. And of course, there's always more pet news. Yes. Of course, and more pet health. And more pet health. It's, it's going to be another great Let's show. Let's make
3: that bond between you, the pet parent and the yeah, pet. Yeah. Because that's as what this show is as all as can be.
2: about. Yes. Enhancing the bond between people and pets. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus. The best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere.